Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. Currently going through First uh, Thessalonians, and we are in part eight. The title of this message is Fellowship in Truth. And as we're going, as we've been going through the uh, parts of Thessalonians, let's see here. We have been going through witnessing the gospel message with character with power, with character, with the fruit of the Spirit, with grace, that divine influence upon our life and its reflection or uh, in on the outside. So divine influence upon our heart and its reflection on the outside. We have been going through allowing the effect, which means the experience of what God has done in our life, to affect, which means to look at something that's not natural for me and to model my life after. We have been going through truth being substance, whereas people are looking for meaning in life. Truth is meaning in life. Truth is the meaning in life and is the substance. That our identity is found in the wrestling or struggling with the things that are going on in order to, you know, those type of struggles that define us. And it it is something that it, it develops that character that trusts in God that we walk through. And last Sunday we went through that we would inspire faith in others by growing in our faith, by following after truth, by going and allowing our, that truth to actually go in you know, and be a part of us. And today we're going to be talking about, in, Thess- in Thessalonians, we're going to be talking about how Timothy coming back and the news that he gave Paul is where we're going to be talking about. And so we find ourselves today in talking about fellowshipping and fellowshipping in the truth. We um, are going into 1 John and in chapter 1, verse 5 through 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that as we go through your word, I pray that our hearts and minds will be open to your truth. In your name I pray. Amen. And going into this portion of fellowship in truth, one of the very first things um, we think of fellowship 
and I don't know how you think of fellowship. Um, if I, if somebody were to have asked me what fellowship was, it was the gathering together. It was encouraging. It was building one another up. And uh, then I got into this, and I was reading about as we're going into this about Timothy coming back and bringing back the good news uh, of what was going on. And we'll be getting into that. And uh, But what really was really spoken to me was about fellowship. And when I started really looking in and digging into the word fellowship, it's made up of obviously two words. You got fellow and you got ship, right? And the noun version of fellow, person, place, or thing, everybody remembers what a noun is, just want to make sure we're on the same page, is a companion, an equal, one of a pair used together for a journey, for transportation. Or uh, used together and suited to each other. Sorry about that. Suited to each other. And then the verb form of this is the act of to suit with to match with, to pair with. So in fellow, you have both someone that is working together and suited to each other, and then you also have the act of, you know, like working or matching with or pairing with. And then in the next one, in ship, comes from the root of shape, believe it or not, and it is... Specifically, a vessel or a build or building of peculiar structure adapted for navigation, for transportation. Okay, so if you put fellowship together and equal to pair with, used together in a vessel for transportation. That fellowship is really us coming together. The act of working with and pairing with, not to just hang out, but to move with for transportation. That's what fellowship. So next person says, hey, I want to fellowship with you. Where are we going? The thing about it is, is that an equal. So what makes this equal? Well, if we look at what we read at the very beginning, John 1, 5 through 7, we and if we kind of really break that down, we learn that God is light, and in him is no darkness, which means that darkness equals lies because we know that God equals truth, and we know that God equals light. So darkness equals lies, and a life of lies not just not just a lie we're talking about living a life of lies so then light equals truth and a life of truth and that life that light and and truth equals fellowship we are equally paired together in in a peculiar vessel of salvation Designed for transportation. And we know that the Spirit of God leads us into all truth. So the commander-in-chief of this whole vessel is God himself, utilizing the Spirit of God, leading us into all truth. So our fellowship is being led and guided by the Spirit of God. 
And this pairs us, the Spirit of God is what pairs us together and puts us together. So it's not about, see, we can ask all this stuff and it's like, well, it's the building that brings us together. It's the title of the church that brings us together. It's our opinions that bring us together. It's the version of the Bible that brings us together. It's all these things that brings us together. Nuh-uh, the Spirit of God is what brings us together. It is the Spirit of God that leads us into all truth. It is the Spirit of God that when we say, I want to fellowship, we really need to have a deep meaning of what that means so that when we're talking about fellowship, we're talking about coming together, being led by the Spirit of God to do something together. Encourage, build up, minister, witness, whatever it may be, but it is something that is in truth. It's in truth. So, Timothy went back to Paul to convey the status of the believers. And so if you'll flip over, just a, just a little bit over to the left, if you're, if you're actually in 1 John. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, looking at verses 6 through 13, I'm going to put up what we're going to find here. In verse 3, it starts out like this, or in verse 6, I should say, it starts out like this. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always have good remembrance of us, greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you. Now, you remember that this wasn't all like um, peaches and cream. People were taken out of their homes forcibly. People were put in prison. People were going through. Their whole entire life was perfectly fine, or, or at least as fine as most lives were, up until the point that Paul and, and the rest of them entered in. Paul comes in, delivers the gospel message, and all of a sudden people are being put in prison. All of a sudden people are being drug out into the streets. All of a sudden their neighbors are accusing them of certain things. There's a lot of things. But their memory is not of the bad things that are going on. The memory is about of the ministry and the fellowship that they had together for that short period of time, so much so that they were longing for it to happen again. Therefore, brethren, in verse 7, in all our affliction and distress, we were comforted concerning you by your faith. For now we live if you stand fast for the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God for you? For all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before our God, night and day. You have comfort. You have thanks to God. You have continued prayer. Because in verse 10, night and day praying exceedingly that we may see your face and perfect what is lacking in your faith, that they may continue the journey, that basically what is lacking in your faith, um, that they may continue that journey and desire to be with. Now, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. 
that God will unalterably establish, remember that word establish, that will unalterably change hearts. God will establish their relationship. As much as Paul was doing it, and as much as, as Timothy, and as much as um, Sil um, Silvanus was doing it, and was there, God was the one that was changing hearts. God was the one that was working upon lives, and Paul never put himself into that. Amongst all of our afflictions, amongst all of our things that we're going through, we realize that God is the one that is working in, in us. Because why? Well, we are fellowshipping with one. We are all in this together, all equals. Paul doesn't put himself over another person. We are in equals. That's also the reason why there's neither Jew nor Greek nor Gentile nor, nor slave nor free nor anybody else that can say, in this room right here, there is not a person in this room that is over another person or under another person, but we are all equal. That's what fellowship means. Equals. In a peculiar building or ship that's designed for transportation. Designed to move, to go, to proceed, to live life. That we might have fellowship. So, There's two questions I have today on this word fellowship. I have two questions. The first question, do we want fellowship with God? Because what fellowship with God means, living a life of truth, not lies. You know, we often get, we fall into this, this mindset that a lie is okay or that there's certain times or whatever. And I've struggled with this, I will have to say, my whole entire life, trying to, you know, there's that, that times. But the more I pray, the more I'm walking down this line, the more, because remember our prayer in, Col in Colossians, that you might be filled with all the knowledge of God in all wisdom and in all understanding, that you may be empowered by God, that you may be worthy to walk the path, that you may be steadfast and grounded in his word. When I'm looking at this and I'm walking through this and God is saying, I want you to live a life of truth that the only way that you and I can fellowship with one another is if we live in truth. That we need to be honest before God, which means I'm not saying that you need to go and 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 you know, tell everybody what you have or have not. That is not what I'm saying, that you have to go based on what the Spirit of God is leading you in that realm. That's not my business. But I do know this. We need to be honest before God. We need to be willing to go and say, God, this is something that's in my life that I have 
I have made it okay for me, but it is not okay. I have, I have thought about it on myself, but it's really not okay. So that I may worship him. It's like, well, worshiping is singing songs, and I think I've been through this. No, worship is not singing songs. Worship is setting God on high in your life. Worship is not about coming in. It's not about your feelings. It's not about what you think is worship. It's not about what makes you feel good. It's not about what makes you feel more, you know, like you got that tingling on the back of your neck, you know, that kind of feeling. That is not what that is about. It, it's about worshiping. It's about putting God on high in your life. He is the authority in your life. What do I need to do in order to worship him? And according to John 4, 19 through, 19 through 26, and as you turn there, in John 4, 19 through 26, this is when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, and he was talking, and, and they were discussing things and, and whatever. It's the very first time that he actually really does and he and he really does no physical miracles like what we would normally like healings or whatever but yet he ministers to these people and in 4 19 through 26 it says this the woman said to him sir i perceive that you are a prophet our fathers worshiped on this mountain and you jews say that in jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship you notice the arguments that are kind of going on the the theological battles that are going on and jesus said to her woman believe me the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in jerusalem worship the father you worship what you do not know we know what we worship for salvation is of the jews but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers the true worshipers neither greek nor gentile nor jew nor any other race nor slave or free that the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must i love that little word right there must worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit and truth. Live a life of truth. Honest before God. Worshiping Him. Having fellowship with Him. Maybe asking, what's your next question? Well, it's not the next question, but it's the last thing I'm going to bring up um, fellowshipping with him. It means doing or not doing things that you are going to have to or be required to lie about. Do things that doesn't require you to lie about it, and don't do things that would require you to lie about. See, it's a, it's a, it's a little thing, is that it's like, well, I, I need to. He's like, no, you don't. Don't do the things that you would have to. If what you are doing in your life at this point in time, whether or not, and this is, this is for here, and this is for if you're listening to a live streaming or if you're listening to a recording many years from now, who in the world knows? If what you are doing in your life right now, you don't want other people to know about, it's probably not something that you should be doing. 
if you have to lie to cover it up. And if you think I'm pointing fingers, I'm not. Equals. Just saying. There is not one who is perfect. No, not one. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So this is not a finger point in time. This is a, we're in this literal shape together of fellowship together to encourage, to build one up, and to continue to journey. So my next question, do we want fellowship with one another? For some people, this is a real question, okay? And maybe for you here today, it may be a real question. Do we want to fellowship with one another? Because what it means is a life of truth in love with one another. Everybody knows that we can't just be completely blunt with other people. Sometimes you have to be, but if you do not have love, this is why Paul was basically saying, you know, if, if I do not have love, I am a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. It just doesn't work, okay? I need to have love, but we are living a life of truth in love with one another. Hmm. To speak truth in love with wisdom and understanding. And here's my little note to you right now. If you do not know the full complete and have a full complete understanding, which means that you've heard from all parties involved in a situation and you do not have a complete understanding of that situation, it might be best to zip the lip. I'm just putting that out there. Because what does understanding come from? The Holy Spirit. Where does understanding and knowledge really come from? It is from God. And if God wants you to feed into something in prayer and love and understanding, then you are going to be at least aware of the un and have an understanding and grasp of the situation. You can always encourage a person to love God and love other people. You can always encourage a person to forgive one another. You can always encourage a person to trust in God. That is something that you can always, straight across the board, do. But it's the little things that may be, like, may be helpful, but please do it with an understanding of the situation. And if you say, I really don't understand the situation, probably would be wise. Just saying. But once again, you need to do exactly how the Spirit of God is leading you to do. So please have an understanding of that. But remember, all wisdom and all understanding is exactly what we're actually looking for when we walk into these things. So there are times, there are times when that is, that is the most proper thing to do. In fellowship, the thing about it is, is that we are going to have fellowship with one thing or another. We're either going to have fellowship with the world and all the things that are going on, or we're going to have fellowship with God. It's, you know, a, a no choice equals a choice. Okay? 
So if we're going to have fellowship with God, we cannot serve God, we cannot follow Jesus, we cannot listen to the Holy Spirit, we cannot fellowship with one another, we cannot love our neighbor, nor can we even love ourselves, really. There's a lot of self-deprecation, a lot of self-loathing that is going on around. If we are living lies, whether or not you believe them to be true. Did you know, and I'll, I'll just make this as a little side note, did you know that the body is designed to tell the truth? That the body itself will actually react to your own lie when you tell it? To such an extent, this is scientifically and has been, has been used by the FBI and by the Secret Service for years to figure out how people when they are actually telling either a non-truth or they don't believe it or they don't believe in themselves that it's true or there's something going on. It's called micro-reactions and it's actually there's, it's very well documented that the human body will disagree with itself. The only time when that does not work is with people who have absolutely positively no connection with truth. And that is called um, a psychopath. Because they have no tr truth whether or not they lie or don't lie. It has no effect on them. And it's devoid. It's basically devoid of feeling or emotions connected to. So that is, a, that is something that, is, that they can actually, they can, when a person can lie flat out without any reaction at all, they know that there's some deeper issues that are going on in that person. But to speak truth, we have to, we have to do that. And it brings us right back to where we started this morning, that fellowshipping with one another in 1 John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message which we have heard from him. Notice this. This is the message. Now, now please be aware that 1 John was written like, oh, about like 60, almost 70 years later after Jesus Christ died on the cross and arose again. And John is writing this and it says, this is the message which we have heard from Jesus, from God, and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from sin. From all sin. So when somebody says, <clears throat> let's fellowship. It has a much deeper meaning. Are you ready to be led in all truth? Are you ready to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with God and basically just lay it all open for him? It's not necessarily a comfortable conversation, but I will tell you that it is definitely a lot more freeing to actually come to God with the things that are going on in your life. And you come to God. Why? Because if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And that's an awesome thing, to find true forgiveness. We like to keep things hidden. Do not allow that to happen. We like to compromise on things. 
Do not allow that to happen. If there are things in your life that need to actually be worked out, go to God. If there are things that need to be freed up, go to God. That we may be led in all truth. That we might be able to fellowship one with another. That we might be able to gather together. That we might be filled with all the knowledge of God's desire in all wisdom and in all understanding that we may walk worthily of the path, that we may be steadfast, that we may be grounded in his, and rooted in his word, and that we may, as a body of Christ, walk and follow after him and fellowship with one another and fellowship in truth. Because that's what this is. That is what this is. We're going to continue this con this journey on into chapter 4 and going into part 9 of Thessalonians. But I encourage you, the thing about it is, is that if you think, oh, Greg, you're just pointing fingers. I am not. I, I kid you not as I'm typing, as I was typing out my notes. Because one of the things that is hugely when you're up here and you're actually leading, you have to be one thing, you have to realize one thing. Before you say it, you have to be willing to do it. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that I am going to do anything, you know, that I, I'm not asking you to do anything that I am not going to be journeying on myself. So prayer of encouragement, know that I, you will be in my prayers for encouragement. And I hope that I'm in yours because that's what this is about. What have we seen constantly and consistently in this series? We pray unceasingly. unceasingly for you. I will always remember that. I will always remember that. Kid you not. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everything you do. And I pray, Father, that we may indeed be filled with all the knowledge of your desire. That we may have in all wisdom and all understanding, that we may be empowered by you, that we may walk worthy of the path, that we might be steadfast, that we might be grounded in your word. And I pray, Father, that we might love one another and that we might be able to, to fellowship with one another. I pray, Father, that we may just pursue you with all of our hearts and all of our minds in truth. I pray, Father, and I thank you, Father, for everything you do. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.